feels lonely. I I want us to get Lewis back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he's off doing other things. I assume. I don't know. I don't know I don't what know. he's doing. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't arrange to have him on. So, um, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the um, what show is this? This is Social Distance Warriors. Is that right? That, that's correct. You got it. You uh, got it in one. Okay. And cool. on this show, uh, my name is Rachel, and I don't know any information about coronavirus. Yeah, and on this show, my name is Tom, and I don't know anything about the COVID nineteen pandemic. <laughs> so there you have it. Yeah. Um, hmm. What's the difference between coronavirus and the COVID-19 pandemic? I feel like coronavirus is the actual virus organism or whatever, whatever you call it. And then COVID is the disease that it causes, or that might just be a distinction without a difference. Yeah. I know. All I know is that for, at my workplace, there was a refusal to say coronavirus for a long amount of time. And it was only COVID-19. Huh. Uh, so I always just say coronavirus uh, because I want to be whatever whatever that term is. Uh, difficult. That's what I want to be. Mm, okay. Well, huh, that works. <laughs> Our guest last week, Lewis, uh, we didn't mention his podcast on the show, but his long dormant podcast that he does with Sad Toot has finally posted a new episode as of today. Yeah, they came out of hibernation, as it were. Yeah, and I, I would uh, mention, the name of it is underscore, 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 underscore. It's not Googleable, so I'll just link it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably for the best. Anyhow, um, how have you been doing? Um, I have been up and down and left and right, and not a lot has really happened uh, since we last uh, spoke. Uh, but that's a lie. <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel like a lot has happened, but, um, I don't know. You can say something about your life and <sighs> I can <laughs> come back to my life. Well, I don't know how much there is to say about my life. Um, I finished my first semester of grad school. Oh, nice. So that's good. Work continues to happen. I don't know. I feel like in terms of my mood, I've been better in the past week than, than I had been for a few weeks before. But in terms of... I don't know, actual like level of productivity, if that's a valuable metric, which is questionable, but I feel like I haven't been as productive in, in terms of work as I, mm. as I would probably like to be. I wonder on productivity, like um, some of my friends uh, have also felt that way. And when they've spoken to like their direct supervisors about it, it always ends up being the case where their supervisors are like, no, I'm not worried about you uh, in terms of productivity. Do you think it's like a that kind of thing or do you think it's like a mm. deeper thing? Well, I don't know. I don't think my supervisor is concerned about my productivity. Maybe she should be. But like y you as your own supervisor are concerned. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Like I feel like I, I could or should be doing more. And, you know, maybe maybe it's fine that I'm not, but... I consider that I think of that both in terms of work productivity and also just general other productive things. Like I still haven't actually fully unpacked from moving. Mm. Well, that's even hold on a second. That's even less of a measurable metric if it's not only your work productivity but your like life doing things uh, ability. I mean, it's it's measurable if I have particular things I want to I want to get done and then I don't do them. That's true. But, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, you've you've revealed a fact about your life, and 
I can I can reveal a fact about my life, uh, which is I have not finished uh, my semester of classes. I have done what is the right move for me, but which is unfortunate also for me, um, which is taken to incompletes for my courses because though they made a new grading structure for um, everybody during the coronavirus times where you could choose to make your grade um, instead of being a A, B, C, D, F letter grade, you could make it pass fail and still get credit. Uh, My current GPA is in such a state where uh, that would not help me. And my advisor recommended uh, that staying with the letter grade and taking an incomplete and trying to get the B minus that I need to uh, improve my GPA is the better move. So school uh, never, never ends. That's not true. But school is slightly delayed. So if you have an incomplete, you still get a grade? You still get a grade. An incomplete is sort of like saying to the professor or like I asked the professor, hey, have I done enough this semester where you would be okay giving me this incomplete, which would just give me more time to do the exact same stuff that I didn't get in in the regular semester. Mm. And they said, yeah. So you'd be able to finish it later. Yeah. How are you feeling about doing that? Um, <laughs> well, I've done it. Um, and I, I've taken incompletes before. Unfortunately, like <laughs> I feel sometimes like I'm just sort of dragging out the inevitable when I do that, even though it, it is the, the best thing to do. Like it does give me a chance to uh, turn in the work I need to. It also like just extends things without like really a clear like movement forward Mm. even even more so when everything's online it's like not only are you not going to class and having like people there to keep you accountable it's like even more distant and abstract even though an incomplete still like eventually there is a a hard deadline it just draws things out a bit more Mm. so that's that's where i am at but I am going for it, and I do have some plans. I think I do better when I at least study around or, like, let other people know that I am studying. So I am trying to do that more often. Hmm, yeah. I think that's kind of similar to something that um, I have been, that, that my most recent conversation with my therapist covered where, I don't know, it feels like I need to, in order to to get more productive and, like, both in terms of like work, but also in terms of like building good habits and things like that. I need to um, involve other people in my accountability because I don't know. I feel like whenever I make a commitment to myself, uh, those don't feel like real commitments. Whereas commitments I make that involve other people, or at least that other people are aware of, feel more real to me. Yeah, I have found a similar thing. I've also found like that I've really burned myself out on like using guilt to motivate myself. Like I, if I had that, I did have that, that, that powered me through uh, much of high school and college, but it it no longer has an effect. So Mm. yeah, like finding uh, I'm not self-motivated and I can no longer be like guilt motivated. So like finding an alternate, uh, fuel source Hmm. for the motivation. Well, um, in terms of fuel sources, I hear 
oil is pretty cheap. <laughs> really, right it's now. really cheap. Yeah, maybe I should try fueling, uh, <laughs> writing an essay on oil. Yeah,、oh, man, I don't know. Have Have you bought any oil <laughs> in the past month? You know, I there was there was a, a period of time where I was thinking, you know, maybe I should maybe I should try that. But I don't know, like I don't know what a barrel of oil is. Like, how big is a barrel? <laughs> yeah. Like when people talk about crude oil, they tend to talk about barrels as the measure. Like, oh, it's you know five hundred barrels of oil or whatever. But I don't know what they're talking about with regard to barrels. I feel like you could probably do something with one barrel, right? Like, how big could one? It's just one. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel like what if I were to buy two or three barrels and like rent a storage unit? Because because right now. Oil is, or I don't know if it's still, but when I was having these thoughts, it was negative priced.、Mm-hmm. So I, I would be paid to take <laughs> that oil and just leave it in a storage unit for a little bit, and then eventually oil would become valuable again, and then I could sell it to someone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, as I'm again going off my wonderful、uh, oil knowledge, as I understand it, like oil doesn't like to sit idle for a long time, and that's part of the problem.、Mm. So. You could get a storage unit, and then maybe it would solve itself. Like if the oil like explodes itself in the storage unit, then I don't know. You've like been paid money to destroy a like U-Haul space. Well, if, if oil doesn't do well just kind of sitting by itself, then oil has to suck it up because this is a global <laughs> pandemic. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. One of my、uh, podcasts that, like, I get a reckless thrill out of listening, but I don't actually take the risk is、um, the Election Profit Makers podcast. Oh yeah, because every time I listen to it, I want to also like. I think of all the great ways I could、uh, gamble money、uh, in any election primary, like. Uh, what stupid thing will Donald Trump say? But he will still get everybody to say how good he was.、Uh, news conference thing.、Uh, but then I don't do it, and <laughs> I feel like my brain still gets the receptors going as if I did. I actually put money on Predictit dot、uh, org in twenty sixteen. Not like a lot of money, but I don't know, maybe a total of twenty five dollars. Did you get a rush from doing I, that? I don't know that I got a rush. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I, I feel like everything election twenty sixteen was the opposite of a rush. Yeah, I think I lost, and I, I did, I did lose it all. Like I lost it all. Yeah, I think at the end I had like I don't know four dollars left, maybe or, or or even less than that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm I'm、uh, I'm cut out for <laughs> buying and selling either predicted dot org shares or oil. Yeah, I heard like the saddest NPR news story. On one of their like, it was a money one of their money shows. Was it? But they were ta- money.、Uh, maybe they were talking about、um, different states having to bid against each other、um, to get medical protective equipment,、mm. and、um, the state, which I have forgotten, but it's one of them, put out like a call just to all their random people who have ever interacted with the state, and some guy who had a moving business happened to know like. Some people in the right countries that were doing big orders in either like China or a big medical shipment, and with his knowledge and three million dollars, <laughs> they were able to like finagle a way to get the medical masks they needed. But it was also like they got that equipment outbidding another state、mm. uh, trying to get that same equipment.、Um, so it was sort of that. 
fun, bittersweet, like, we got the equipment we needed, uh, but it would sure kind of be nice if there was, like, a federal regulating uh, anything uh, to stop states from bidding against each other. Yeah, I don't that, know why I said that. <laughs> that's, that's bad. I mean, because that's, that's only going to drive up prices. Yeah. How do you feel about these um, anti-lockdown protests? I feel... <laughs> um, so much of it feels like... I don't know where I'm going off of for this, but, like, it feels like a fakely generated thing, like, where I'm sure there are, like, people and people's random uncles who are very angry about this, but they're probably not, like, upset enough to, like, go out and protest. So, it like, it feels like they're, like, fake protests, but then when real random crazy uncles or people see that, then it, like, self-generates into now now it's a thing we have to talk about and it is very disheartening Mm. uh because it just means we have to undo and then redo maybe all of the things uh that we panicked and got into lockdown for and now everyone thinks like well maybe we really don't maybe they have a point maybe the random news shows should interview these people and then we're just like going around uh, getting both sides of a dumb story. So that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> about it. Yeah, it's not, it's not, um, yeah, I feel like a lot has happened since, since last we recorded. Well, I guess that was already going on when we recorded with Lewis, but we, I don't think we got around to talking about that. Yeah. And also the whole, um, Lysol thing. Yeah. Hadn't yet happened as of last time we recorded, which is, I don't know. I found, I don't know. That's, that's distressing, but it's not like, I don't know. It's not like completely unexpected distressing. It's like, well, this is the sort of dumb shit that happens when, and that's our president. Yeah. It's sort of like one of the worst kinds of, like you've built up such a tolerance to outlandish idiocy kind of things where it's like, I I don't have enough energy in me to be outraged by this, but I kind of should, but it just like makes me very sad. Yeah, and, I am um, and empty inside. I was more interested in his suggestion that we should <laughs> absorb light into our bodies. See now that's <laughs> that's getting somewhere. Yeah, I mean, well, the UV radiation he's referring to would cause cancer. it would also yeah, like it would also be bad, but like it has much more symbolic potential. Yeah, to like, just invite invite the light inside of us. Like I'm I'm yeah, I'm imagining I don't know, like a like a like an anime thing or something where like the villain like absorbs the light of another human being or something. Uh or like I don't know, for some reason when I hear that I'm I I'm, I remember that image of him uh of Trump touching an orb. Yes. I don't know how, but the moment you said that I saw it. Yeah, there there was there's this incredibly sinister looking image of um Trump. I think it was during his visit to Saudi Arabia, meeting with various Saudi Arabian bigwigs, I suppose, and they all have their hands on this glowing orb. And in my in my head I was kind of spinning out this fan fiction where his recommendation that we all absorb the light is the final manif or the, at least the the beginning of the final manifestation of the entity that um possessed him when he touched that orb um, that has been lying dormant within him and is now ready to like kick its planet into high gear to attempt to invade all of our human forms. You know, they've talked about these drive-through testing stations, but maybe they can be repurposed as like drive-through orb toucheries where we all drive through and stick our hand out the car window and touch an orb and it turns us into 
the Orbkin. I hope these are 24-7 drive-through orb. <laughs> uh, so the whole family can can go together. Yeah. Orb with your family together. A family that orbs together is orb. Storbs. Storbs, Storbs. together. <laughs> I would go for that. I would, I would invest money in that. Mm, yeah. Has your socially distant routine changed at all in the past couple weeks? Yeah, it sort of has. Um, because we are sort of doing a little more venturing out. Um, my mom and I, my dad is still like the most housebound uh, because of his body. Um, but m- my mom and I have been going out slightly more to like now we will also do like we're hoping for just once a month uh, going out to, like, get our dog stuff and, like, go to the CVS drive through and get stuff and, like, physically go in the CVS to get stuff. Um, and my job at the agency um, has also sort of said that they want us to maybe come back um, once a week to like put in our hours um, and have us start working from home, but I haven't done any of that yet. Uh, like to to my work, so I'm not sure how I'm not sure if I'm going to do that. Mm. But yeah, there has been some more like slight venturing out. Except I feel like the biggest difference for me now is that I'm always wearing a mask when I do that, or like really really trying to always have one with me. Whereas, like, even the one time a week or whenever I would go around the end of March, that was less of a consideration. Hmm. That makes sense, yeah. How are you feeling about going back to work? I I really don't know if I will be able to, like, meet their terms um, because I don't want to put my family more at risk for a job that in all honesty like it was supposed to be a like eight week temporary job and it does pay well but I've been there for more than a year and so I feel like if I need to part ways I may part ways for the past month they haven't it's sort of like been essentially paid leave because they have been paying us to stay at home um and now they're trying to do other things. So because this job is through a like big government bureaucracy, they adjust very slowly to things. So I'm not sure if I have like the stamina within me to adjust like with them mm-hmm. as they <laughs> bounce back and for- forth between like what they want to do. So I will see. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, it still feels to me like I'm pretty far off from going back into work, but I don't know. Maybe it'll happen all of a sudden and with no warning. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't feel like I'm going to be back in the office in the next two to three weeks. Yeah, that, that's very much what they're broadcasting for m- my office. And it would be like, come in one day a week and leave very quickly and no one else except in your department will be there. Hmm. But it just, if this is how, like, working in offices is going to have to go, I feel like it's going to be a really weird dance to adjust to. And, and like, this is still, like, knowing that, like, a lot of people in a lot of jobs that make 
much less money and have to do a lot more. Like this consideration is not there, and it and it should be. Yeah. But it's uh, something I I am thinking about whether I want to be a part of hmm. for my situation. I have kept going to uh, going to the train almost every day. All right. Do you get your like thirty day train achievement? Badge. Well, I don't know, but if I did, then I have to reset the clock because this morning I did not. <laughs> this, mor- this morning, I don't know. I woke up extra early and then got up and then had to fall back into bed. And so I didn't go to the train. But I don't know. I don't want to break the streak of going to the train every workday. So as soon as we're done recording here, I might actually just go to the train station. Yes. <laughs> Even though that breaks the fiction of going to work. Because I would not go to work at uh, the time of evening that it would be, but you're breaking the smaller fiction to uh, continue the larger fiction. Yeah, I want to get credit. Yeah, when they tally up my final score, <laughs> I want it to be reflected. I want to get partial credit for for turning in a late assignment, which has described a lot of my schooling this the for the latter <laughs> part of the semester. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. I have a question for you. Sure. My question involves the hit sequel to Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Are you familiar with this movie? I haven't seen either movie. <laughs> okay, well, that's okay. You don't really need to be. Uh, all you need to know is at the end of, like, the end credits sequence of Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again, uh, characters in this movie who have been portrayed by, like, younger versions of themselves and then also in the movie are shown to be like older versions of themselves sort of meet in a timeless ABBA dance concert and they get to dance with each other. Mm. And my question for you is, if you were to meet one of your younger selves in a dance concert, would you be embarrassed or just have a good time and dance with them? Huh, I mean... I guess you have to take into consideration uh, your younger self's dancing ability. Yeah, and also when you say, would I be embarrassed, do you mean the present me or do you mean the younger me? Uh, The present you, but you can also... (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think I'd want that. I don't know. I think versions of me that are more than six or seven years ago are not really of much interest to me. Well, I'll do it the other way. Is there a version of yourself, past, present, or future that you would which would you want to dance with? I think I'd I'd prefer to dance with an alternate present version of myself. Ah, okay. From like a better timeline? Or a worse timeline. <laughs> like from from the evil dark timeline or just the the non-covid timeline yeah that would actually probably be very confusing because we're from the coronavirus timeline and i can't actually see myself like going to a dance situation yeah (laughs) uh being (laughs) being close enough to uh party dance with somebody so i guess it would have to be like from either a past or alternate timeline uh for for the other people to also want to want to dance with me. Hmm. How different do you think the non-COVID version of you would be from the version of you from this timeline? Um, Probably more rested <laughs> and <laughs> like sun, more sun <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, like health, healthier in a, <laughs> a lot of ways. I've been reading Homestuck. I don't know if you're familiar, uh, but this question was brought to you by, uh, there's a lot of different timelines and 
past, present, and future interactions yeah. uh, in that webcomic. I've heard of it. And so, some, some of the characters uh, get on better or worse with their uh, past and future selves. Yeah. I think, I, I, I don't know, I think I would not want much to do with the other versions of me. And to be perfectly honest, I don't think they'd want much to do with me. <laughs> well, but you have to. When the uh, Mamma Mia music starts playing, you have no choice. Mm. Is there going to be a third one called Mama Thria? <laughs> not in this universe, mm. but <laughs> somewhere out there, there will be. And we will never know. I wonder if there will ever be movies again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think there will be. Probably, yeah. Although, um, I don't know, production of must be must be weird for, for movies because they don't know if there's going to be like a second outbreak or, or what. Yeah. So. Well, I guess I think it's time for like new media, like old Hollywood, goodbye. Now it's time for new America media that is not centralized in one location and everybody just has to make it work Mm. yeah there's been a lot of like entertainment from home some of which has been good and fun and some of which has not really done much for me (laughs) my friends and i watched uh the phantom of the opera sequel uh that was being streamed as from home entertainment and it's called love never dies yeah i refuse to ever watch that (laughs) and you may be a better person for having not watched it because i'll tell you this it's no cats 2019 movie uh it's not a fun bad musical it's just a bad bad musical Hmm. i've been having virtual movie nights with some friends and we're watching like a series of movies like and the series that we're currently doing is 70s musicals that's very Um, exciting yeah there are 70s musicals that were recommended by director ryan johnson um and it's been a very strange time (laughs) can you name like one one of these musicals you've watched that you think is a good like for like a good starter musical if you have never if you don't know what you're getting yourself into like jump into this one Hmm. i mean do you not feel versed enough uh we've only done two so far (laughs) and they're both incredibly weird but i'm going to recommend the weirder one which is the one i liked more which is called donkey skin donkey skin i was surprised i think at one point you were tweeting about it that twitter has like gif captures of the donkey skin well the, like i don't know how twitter, it got twitter there. doesn't have that i was uh i i, I searched elsewhere and found them but <laughs> okay. there, i just did a google image search under gifts for for donkey well skin. twitter has it now i guess twitter has it now you've infected twitter with the donkey skin yeah anyway it, that's on that's on the criterion collection app which you can uh get a free trial for as i did does it yeah. on, does it only contain weird movies or does it only contain like movies from the 70s well criterion collection that's like either like highbrow art films or just like historically important films or like i don't know critically interesting films i don't know that's like the fancy schmancy film collection so okay so So they're definitely weird but yeah like this is a 70s french musical like yeah it's it's in french it's not in english and as we know, the French can't help but make weird <laughs> artsy content. That's what they do. One thing I will say I'm glad that I don't have to experience, uh, like, going into work every day, is one of my coworkers uh, would always, like, multiple occasions, compliment, like, my style. And by style, she meant, like, I had short hair. Um, and compare me to some French-appearing movie actress who, like, starred as Joan of Arc in a 
French New Wave cinema movie. Huh. Um, and she compared me to this person many times. And again, the only like similarity between this very like attractive black and white film or like artsy film actress was that she had short hair. Um, <laughs> and I don't have to experience that anymore. Therefore, coronavirus is good. <laughs> Therefore. Well, <laughs> Therefore. We've, uh, we've finally arrived there. Um, did you do Lewis's action item? I thought about it. I believe his action item was to reach out to um, somebody you've been meaning to talk to. Yeah, someone you haven't talked to in a while, at, Yeah, but you've been meaning to. I meant to. I thought about it. <laughs> That's how these things go. I, um, I didn't want to. <laughs> and you didn't want to. Yeah. I, so did did you do the action item? No, I didn't do it. But I, the reason I didn't do it, was I didn't just like fail to do it or or um, <laughs> like not get around to it. I just decided that I didn't want to. Like, there isn't anyone that I haven't talked to in a while that um, that I was like, oh, you know, I really want to talk to that person. I don't know if Lewis listens to this podcast, but I feel like the desire to now message him <laughs> that he is uh, <laughs> on action item. Uh, both zero and defiantly zero uh, <laughs> <laughs> completion rate. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've got enough Zoom calls and FaceTimes and online social interaction in my life. I don't need to. I don't need to add more. I mean, that person, whoever they might be, can reach out to me. <laughs> That's fair. the The person I was thinking about reaching out to, who maybe I can, um, w- was somebody I was friends with in high school, and he uh, parallel to our friendship, like would go to conventions and do Homestuck cosplay. And I don't know why I did this, but at one point in our friendship, I, like, made a promise that I would finish Homestuck uh, to, like, be better friends. And I never did that in high school. Uh, So I wanted to catch up Hmm. with him now and uh, see how he's doing. Hmm. Maybe I will. Maybe you will. (laughs) Do um, Do you want to recommend any new action items? Um, I mean, I think the only question I've got here is, uh, to go back and meet either your past self or an alternate self and dance with them, but I don't know, again, how actionable that is. So maybe Mm. just watch Mamma Mia 2, here we go again. Do you have to have watched the first one? You don't have to, and it will make about as much sense... If you if you don't, but you really should watch uh, the both of them. It's one of those sequels that really doesn't care about its own um, universe, like keeping consistent to its own universe. Uh, so you really don't have to. Mm, I have an action item I want to suggest. Okay, and this is and it, and it may be more possible in this timeline. I think so. Okay. Go and ahead. this is to to play a board game or a tabletop game. And if you are isolated and you don't have anyone to play with, then there are one player board games and tabletop games. So play one of those. Hmm. Uh, oh, oh, a long time ago, by which I mean like a year and a half ago, I got the game Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, but I wanted to play it with a group. So I've never played it. But the other day I just realized, you know what? I've had this for a while. I've never gotten around to playing it. And I'm cooped up in my apartment, so why don't I play it? And I don't know, I think it maybe took me like an hour to get through the first case of that game. And I didn't do well, but I I had fun. Would have made Sherlock Holmes probably frustrated, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, how, that's how a good detective gets started. Yeah, so I have already um, 
gone onto Amazon and ordered two more solo <laughs> board games to play with myself. Oh, nice. I have, again, in my childhood room, uh, many objects, and I have, like, a conglomeration of board games in various states of, like, they have been chewed on, they have <laughs> gone through a lot of things. So if I can if I can pull out, like, one complete has-not-been-messed-up board game, I'll probably make my parents play a game. Or just mix and match. Or make them play, like, the bingo Monopoly chess yes. that <laughs> is, is accessible. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think that's it for this week, then. Until next time, I would say stay distant. And I would say go the distance. <laughs> <laughs>